Dude, hang in there, that's Smiley Kaufman for 61. Wow. I'm Smiley Kaufman, and this is The Smiley Show. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Smiley Show. We have a lot to get to today, and we're just going to get right into it because I am joined now by a man who is fresh off his second win on the PGA Tour. He fired a final round 62 to take home the hardware at the John Deere Classic. Sepp Straka, congrats on the dub, my man. Thanks, Smiley. Appreciate you having me. Did you get any sleep last night? Uh, a little bit. The, the uh, adrenaline was still pumping pretty good, but uh, yeah, I got a little sleep. Hey, what time did you get? All right, so you get home around 9.30. What time did you finally fall asleep? Uh, probably midnight, and then woke back ah. up at 2 a.m. and stayed up <laughs> for about an hour and a half and <laughs> kind of pieced it together last night. Oh, gosh. It's the best, though. It's the best type of adrenaline. Um, so I was you're the best in the fact that you're the most simple man in the world as far as like when it comes to communication cell phones and i'm sitting there texting your twin brother sam last night i was like hey do you think sep would want to come on for like 15 minutes He's like yeah dude i got you set up whatever and i'm texting your lovely wife page and and i'm thinking in my head there's no way i can get in touch with you because your cell phone might as well be like a fishing hook line out in the middle of the atlantic ocean on a day like today because First off, you're not great with your phone and you'd rather never look at a phone, but two, you have like an awesome like setup with your phone, if you can kind of describe that. Yeah. So it's basically a smartphone, but it doesn't do any of the apps or social media, nothing like that. So uh yeah, it, it does group text, it does maps, uh, but that's <laughs> just about it. Um so yeah, last night was uh tough texting all the people back, but uh <laughs> But I got it done. So uh, I'm just picturing you like text everybody, like you know, in the old, uh, you know, one through nine, and you have to like hit. Yeah, the amount of, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I just picture you doing that all night last night, and Paige trying to sleep, you making all this noise <laughs> on your flip phone. Uh, no, it actually is. A, it's a touch screen, so that is nice. I used to have a flip phone, and that was a nightmare. So uh, the touch screen definitely helped that out a lot. <laughs> I mean, you came up to the uh, on the first tee at L.A. And you're sitting there bragging about this new phone you got. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is this is epic. You're the you're the man for uh for for having that type of style, if you will, that dad style. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if I told you on Thursday on the 17th hole that you were gonna win this golf tournament, would you have believed me? You were sitting at three over par at the John Deere Classic, where you're just like, man, uh, am I gonna make the cut? But you end up winning the golf tournament. Would you have believed me? Absolutely not. Um, no, I thought I was going to, I didn't even think I was going to make the cut the way I was putting, but um, luckily kind of flipped the putting around and man, I got hot. So uh, what, yeah. What I, changed I, with the putter? Um, my hands are getting a little low. My uh, Tim Yelverton, my putting coach texted me on uh, Thursday night and he was like, Hey, your, your toe is sticking up a little bit. Just try to keep those hands high. Uh, so I went out the next morning, did that in the warm up, felt pretty good. And obviously during the round, it felt great. Uh, just couldn't, couldn't really miss on Thursday, uh, Friday. So yeah, it worked out pretty nice. I mean, you must've been, I mean, you, you got it going the rest of the week. You were, you just continued to make birdies and hardly making any bogeys at all, but really Sunday, man, like yesterday, you looked like the Atlanta Braves out there as far as just that hot start you got out to. I mean, you shoot 28 on the front nine. At what point 
where you're like, oh my gosh, I could win this golf tournament and I could shoot something in the fifties. It's like something that nobody has to deal with. Yeah. The uh, 50 number kind of popped in my head when I was, when I birdied 13. Uh, but you know, not even earlier with the 28, like you, f- you shoot 28. I, I, immediately I would be like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize I shot 28. I didn't realize it was part 25, uh, part 35. So, um, I had no clue that, that I had shot 28. And, uh, but when I thought about it, I was like, man, I, if I just birdie a few of these coming in, I, I definitely have a chance. And, but, you know, I didn't really try to let it affect my game plan at all. Uh, I played fairly conservatively uh, as I had all week off the tee. Uh, mm-hmm. Just try to get in play and let my iron play kind of take advantage of, of that. And you, you birdied 12 yesterday, right? I did, yeah. yeah. I mean, that has to be the birdie we're like, man, because that was on the top shelf uh, yesterday. That's not the easiest birdie on that golf course. That one I would have thought would have been like, hold on, let me check my scorecard and see where I stand. But it was the birdie after 13. That's a little surprising. Yeah, uh, no, 12 was probably the best birdie I had for sure. Uh, that hole played pretty tough all week. And uh, that back pin on the back shelf, it's hard to get it back there, especially in that situation. Um, yeah, what did you hit there? I hit six iron. Yeah, we had a perfect number. I think it was like two, two, ten to cover it on top on the top shelf uh, with just the breath of downwind. Um, mm, so I knew just a good six iron would just land right on top and and it did. And uh, yeah, it was it was perfect. It was a good perfect storm. Yeah. So you you birdie twelve, birdie thirteen. Well, you birdied eleven as well. But uh, and you go birdie the easy fourteen. So now you got fifteen eight easy for some. 14. <laughs> I was one over on the week on 14. Were you really? So, yeah. Oh, there's a stat. I finally, I finally got that one on, on Sunday. You were lead, leading the tournament, but also you were uh, leading the field in bogeys on the, four, the easy 14th hole. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a tough scene. Uh, so you, you finished 14. I, I'm curious now for you, uh, how hard was it to stay in the present once you've kind of finished that 13th, 14th hole? Most of the time there's a weight on that 14th tee too. So you start to have to deal with all the emotions of, of winning a golf tournament, which winning on the PGA tour ain't easy. It's not. No. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was hard to stay in the present, but I think it was easier because I was so far ahead of the leaders. I mean, mm-hmm. I had no idea what could happen behind me. I just made, I don't know how many birdies and an Eagle, uh, in that round. So I knew that it was out there. Right. So I knew how to kind of keep my, my, uh, foot on the gas and, uh, just try to keep executing. But I think being an hour and a half before the leaders definitely helped me in that way, just because I, I had no clue how this was going to play out. Yeah. Did, did it help at all having a new caddy on, on the bag for the week? Dewey guy that has so much experience with kids over the years, um, especially over the last hour, did you find his experience or just like somebody different in there help you kind of get through that finish line? Uh, yeah, Dewey did a great job. He's, he's a man. He's an incredible caddy. Uh, 15, he was immediately on three wood. We'd hit driver all week, but, uh, I think on 13, I hit a drive that had, I don't know what the ball speed was, but it was definitely up for my normal numbers. And, uh, I think he kind of felt that and, uh, 15, if we hit driver, it probably would have run down into mm-hmm. a pretty narrow part of the fairway and then probably into the rough. So he kind of, uh, threw the three wood in there on me and, uh, and that worked out great. Um, 
Were you so, surprised? Yeah. Were you surprised when he said, Hey, it's a three wood here? And you're just like, okay. Uh, not really, because I, I was kind of uh gonna ask him, you know, could it be one less? But uh, but he beat me to it. He's like, I think it's one less today. Uh it'll stay on top. And with that left pin, you can kind of attack it with your with your shot shape. And and yeah, and even on 18, you know, when I hit it in the water, it's honestly it was it was uh cool to see him work because on Thursday he was exactly the same guy as he was on Sunday. You know, mm, we were yeah. three over and nothing changed Sunday when I hit in the water, nothing changed. It's just on to the next shot. Uh, very much, uh, uh, he was more in the present, I think than I even was. So, um, so that's, yeah, a good, that was, that's a good thing to have. That was, that was huge to have on my side and man, he did a great job. Well, yeah. Let's, let's go back to the 18th hole. You need a birdie to shoot a 59. You hit a great three wood in the middle of the fairway, which I thought was a smart play. And you left yourself kind of somewhere in between that 185 to 190 number. It looked like on TV. Was that about right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh, about 190 hole. Yeah. So was that the, um, was that seven iron? Was that a perfect number for that back hole location where y'all kind of between like what it was to do on that shot? Iron. I didn't was it, oh, they said it was a seven iron on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It was an eight iron. Um, no, we, it was, it was a really good number. Uh, it was, if anything, maybe going to come up five yards short, which, you know, that pin is, is perfect. Um, and our, our land number was five yards short. So, um, it was a perfect number. We were just trying to hit it over down the middle of the green because everything slopes left anyways. Uh, but I just, I just made a bad swing. Uh, I pulled it and, uh, when that wind was off the right. So that's not, not my favorite when I started left. <laughs> did that surprise you when it took off? You're like, really? Did I just do that? Yeah, it did. Cause I, I felt like I made a good swing, you know, it just, uh, yeah. it just started left and I, I guess I just shut the club face down a little bit, but, um, but yeah, it, it definitely surprised me a little bit. Uh, I'd been seeing it come out of the same window all day or the last three days really. Uh, and then when I looked up and it was already left of the pin, I was, uh, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> You know, I, I, when you got up there, I was a little surprised that it, it crossed so far back and you had a, about like a hundred yards. And I was thinking you were going to have something around like 40 or 50 yards, but I mean, even that next shot, it's not crazy easy considering the circumstances and you hit a nice little wedge shot. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, we've been hit, we had been hitting our wedge numbers really well all week, which on that course is really important because you got to control your spin. Uh, you got to land it pin high with little spin, so you're taking a lot off of the wedges. And uh, and yeah, that 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 was a huge shot. I, I didn't end up making the putt, but uh, that shot was really uh, one of my better ones to kind of after that pull uh, give myself a chance to make bogey there. So, did you get the calculator out on eighteen green? Or are you are you thinking? okay, I, I got this putt for five. I don't even know what it is to shoot, but I'm sitting here. Did you did get a chance to take a look at the leaderboard to see at least how many shot lead you had at that point? Uh, I kind of looked at the leaderboard all day, but again, I was an hour and a half ahead of those guys. Yeah. Golf course, I mean, there's no talent. They could birdie the last five, uh, yeah. no problem. So I just knew that if I made the putt, it would be, it'd be pretty big. Uh, and I, I unfortunately misread it a little bit, hit a good putt and just missed it on the low side. But but yeah, no, I, I had no clue what it could be for. What was your gut feeling when you missed that putt? Did you think that was like, man, did I just blow it? Uh, not really. I thought I definitely had a good chance at a playoff. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely thought I had a good chance at a playoff because, you know, playing under pressure is, is it's tough. Uh, it's tough when you're trying to win, uh, when not there. And uh, I felt it all day. Um, and so uh, I knew I definitely had a chance for a playoff. I didn't think I'd win by two. 
Um, but again, you know, playing under we'll pressure, it. especially in the last group, you know, it, it's tough to, to keep making birdies in that last group. And, uh, I was very fortunate. Well, was that the most prize money ever won by a rental house of all time? You think? <laughs> yeah, we were all kind of up there. Pat let us down though. He missed the cut. Um, oh man. Wait, so who all was in there? It was, it was you, it Sig, was Patton, JT, uh, Denny. Um, Denny was there too. Was B Todd in there or no? No, uh, Kirk. Kirk. Okay, I, I I didn't know if you were battling uh, B Todd down the stretch with him being in the same house, uh, no, <laughs> which is no, never really actually, ever happens, right? <laughs> he stayed uh, in the house last year, uh, but he dropped out this year, so I got I got in there. Yeah, I need to calculate the money earned in at the John Deere Classic by that <laughs> frat house because I think y'all could probably buy that house and uh for the next however many years you want to stay there <laughs> yeah i hope they don't go up on their uh go up on their uh rent next year <laughs> all right so how many diet cokes uh did we have to celebrate yesterday i had a few on the plane yeah i had probably two or three uh just to sip a sip of a diet coke and reply to some text messages kind of nice yeah. All right. So what are the goals for the rest of the year? Obviously Ryder cups got to be on the forefront of your mind. What, I mean, did that do anything for you in your mind? Or are you just kind of still one tournament after another, as far as, uh, you know, the rest of the season goes for you? Yeah, I definitely think it was big. Uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of picks. So I think playing well leading into the Ryder cup is, is kind of big. So, uh, it's nice to um, come into form and I'm playing some good golf, uh, this time of year and yeah, we'll see what happens. I just, uh, just gotta try to, you know, take one term at a time and post some good results. Well, I look forward to watching, man. And I told my uh, producer, Charlie, heading into the week, I was like, man, Sep, once Sep starts finding a little something in his game, he is always up around the lead. And I, I had a weird feeling you're going to have a great week. And I probably should have uh, told some more people about that feeling, but uh, I'm happy you got the job done. And I hope we get to get some time to celebrate. I'm off to the Scottish Open, but I'll see you at the Open Championship where uh, hopefully you can carry that momentum from that final round 62 and go get that thing done at the open championship. Yeah. I hope so. I'll see you over there. Are you going to play any golf in Scotland? I am going to bring the clubs. It is pretty much my, uh, it is my open championship week in Scotland this coming week where I'm going to try to play as much golf as I can uh, with, with my TV commitments, but Man, why wouldn't you, right? Hit some stairs right. out gotta there. Got to get out on the North Barrick if you can. That place is... I, we're, we're staying like right on it. Apparently, we're going to try to sneak our way out there in the late evening. So, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to take a look at a little IPA out there if that's a thing over uh, in Scotland and just enjoy the walk. Yeah, I might have to go for a Guinness or a, some sort of a, a Scottish beer, but... Uh, yeah, that could be the play. That could be the play. Yeah, you'll have a good time. All right, man. Well, safe travels and enjoy, uh, enjoy the week this week with Paige and fam celebrating this win and uh, hope to see maybe we'll have to play the finger game at walk-ons uh, at some point whenever we get all the boys together for the Wolf Snake Cup. But uh, until then, man, congrats and uh, really good stuff. Sounds good. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Smile. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Thanks, Seth. Great to hear from Sepp Straka after a win at the John Deere. Um, we got some just clerical items, just a random grab bag of content here that's worth getting into, Smiley. And I think the best place to start was with the uh, most recent guest on the show, Ricky Fowler, and uh, the rest of the Spring Break crew, also friends of the pod and, and including friends of yours, uh, making a, a, a splash at Wimbledon. Uh, had some pretty sweet threads. Uh, it's not some dapper three piece suits. 
Um, they were they were kind of lighting the meme world on fire. We had a lot of great content coming out of their cameo at Wimbledon uh, on Sunday. So just top line thoughts there. How would the boys do? Give us a little breakdown of of the dress of the uh, the general you know the behavior. It just I want to hear it all from you. Yeah, I was. I mean, Charlie, I was pretty pretty bummed and jealous. Uh, Francie and I weren't able to join. Luckily, they play Wimbledon every year unless there's COVID for for the most part. So we figured we'd join on another year. Our uh, little five month old at home needed a little bit more tending to at this point. So uh, we're going to see if Francie can go to Rome for the Ryder Cup. That's kind of the next on our travel agenda. But anyways, yeah, man, the the suits, there was a lot of time put into uh, those suits as boys were kind of uh, that was something they were wanted to get right you know like because you know you're gonna end up being you on tv to. like those guys yeah. are uh you know very famous and you know did they showed some stuff on wimbledon social media too like they were mic'd up and i was i was laughing i kind of thought they were gonna be in the backgrounds a little bit but they're on the court like pre-match and stuff they were there pretty early in the day and <laughs> by the end of the day the novak match man the group chat i mean obviously you saw like what you saw on the uh on tv but man like it was like the peak where they started the day they were like fresh <laughs> and by the end of the day they're like man i need a bed it's like i'm i've been out wimbledon today and uh no more for me i need i need to go to bed <laughs> yeah i think the meme that i saw i forget which account posted this but was was a caption of i think it was maybe it was either jt sitting next to ricky or jt sitting next to jordan and it was like when you pregame the wedding a little bit too hard you're fighting to make it to the reception and uh <laughs> it looked like a long day look we've all been there you know it, it's i guess it's outdoors you know it, it's probably you know warm to some degree especially yeah, warm if you're wearing been. a three-piece suit uh, so you know listen that's how it goes you're drinking lots of champagne having strawberries yeah, and whipped cream champagne they'll, they'll buzz catch is up a tough to deal champagne buzz <laughs> is a really tough deal like you you sound like the smartest person in the world in your head then you start speaking <laughs> and it just comes out like gibberish and you're like what in the world like i can't form a thought like it sounds great in my head and then i start talking it's like what did i just say and that's and that's a morning champagne buzz i don't know if they were fighting that uh today but as far as the suits go i want to kind of rank uh Please. Uh, one, two, three. Um, I'm probably gonna go Ricky one. Uh, I really thought his was tied together, probably the best. I think JT's was a very close uh second. Uh I would say I probably my style more was Ricky shoe over JT shoe, which was mm. the deciding factor for me. I believe he wore more of a darker suede shoe, which I don't really have any um suede shoes. I don't even know how to spell suede. So um <laughs> so I feel like that eliminates me from uh being able to wear suede shoes. But fair. And then Jordan third, but but honestly, that is what I would have worn is what Jordan yeah. wore, like more casual. I probably wouldn't have wore a three-piece suit. Uh would have worn something way more on his side. But his memes, man, were all about him not using an iron and, and getting his uh, suit steamed out apparently i mean apparently it was it was a little wrinkly but if there was any person in the world that wouldn't ever think about like traveling with a steamer or being worried about anything being wrinkled <laughs> it's that guy he's like oh, okay yeah it's here like i don't really care if it's wrinkled i'm just wearing it. it's what i'm just here to have a good time you can see it really kind of around the uh, it's a kind of the elbows where it's a little scrunched up, kind of going down the quads and thighs. But see, I just feel like depending on your build and the suit material that happens so quickly. I can't tell you how many times I've I've had some formal wear 
going to a wedding or something, especially when it's warm and you're outside and, and you're like, so you don't wrinkle shame. You're not a wrinkle shamer. I'm not a wrinkle shamer. I think it just happens naturally. Yeah, are, are you a wrinkle, wrinkle shamer, shamer either? I'm not a wrinkle. I'm not does a wrinkle it shamer. You? I take I take pride I uh, in not having wrinkles when I mm. wear pretty much anything now. I, I like to steam everything before I wear it in the mornings. Uh, and I'm kind of when I am do, like steaming, it has to when I start a project, it has to be perfect. But sometimes I never start projects, and so I, I'm able to live kind of in a hotel room with things kind of everywhere. But when I start the cleanup process, it's it's going to be clean. <laughs> but yes. I can live in a hotel room with things everywhere. And then, but they're a my organized mess. I know yes. where everything is. <laughs> I, I This resonates so like I, it, if it makes sense in my head, it can be disorganized as long as I can make sense of it in my brain. Uh, yes. Which I think is like, that's all you really need in life. Like I, I my mom was in, in town this last weekend and she was like, I really wish I'd made you all make up your bed every morning to get the day started. I think that really would have done you well. And I'm like, yeah, but, but you got to get back into it. Yeah. You got to get back into it. Yeah. Fran's and, and a make, I, she's a make the bed gal. And and I, I do like it. I, I will say when it's, it's made, it does have that different touch to it. Uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm on a two day cycle with the bed being made, especially mm. in a hotel room. If it's, if it's two days without it being made, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm living in a pigsty. Like we've got to, because I'm a guy that but takes I embrace the, that. Just I like take the that mess. bottom sheet out of the back of the okay. of a bed so I can get it like a burrito. I don't like that all that open space in between oh, the sheets. Got it. You know what I'm yep, talking uh-huh. about? Yep. So like I don't I don't like getting in there and having just. I I I'll, I want to be you wrapped. Kick up. out the sheet at the bottom, right? Yes. Like so, then so we, you can get the feet. Yes, we same. tuck it all in. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I, I just like, I, I don't, I, I really, Amanda is also a bed maker and she keeps like nudging me and like, Hey, you like, it's, it's such a mess around here. Like, but there's no, there's no real gain from, from having a made bed. Like I'm just going to get back in and sleep in the next day. And I'm with you. Like, I like all the sheets untucked. I want freedom of movement. I'm like a multiple pillow guy. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's, Good for you. Good for you. So we, well, we've really, uh, hold on one, one other thing on a hotel thing okay. that I want to ask, please is what order do you put on? shampoo conditioner body wash oh this is a good one and you gotta add in face wash there too i mean really you gotta keep well, I mean, the... body wash face wash whatever like uh, just your, Wait your general do you soap use the category same, do you use the same soap for your face and body uh it just depends like i'll use Ooh. Hmm, hold on. answer the question <laughs> and then we'll get into this other debate <laughs> <laughs> i i am a i go shampoo conditioner face wash body wash that is the okay. routine because 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 the, the my my calculus on on that is this right you got to do the shampoo before the conditioner of course right yes the conditioner has lots of like oils and moisturizing things in it so if you do that after the face wash naturally the conditioner is trickling down over your face and you're you're getting stuff into your pores that's not supposed to go into your pores so you do the conditioner it does what it does then the face wash comes in and cleans it up and and gets all that stuff out and gets the face the way it needs to be. And then you do the body wash last because you you're, wa- you're washing a lot of you're washing a lot of areas that you don't want to go back over your face. You know, with that's fine. And on I, the back end. I get that you like put some thought into it. And yeah. my my thought on this matter is I love taking showers. I love being in the shower a long time and whatever elongates my shower is is the decisions I make with the shampoo, conditioner, body wash order. It takes longer to use soap and body wash than it does 
to use the shampoo and conditioner for me. So I think, okay, I can always finish. I'm always going to finish with the body wash last because it takes the longest and I can elongate okay. the body wash. It's like, oh, okay, you know, I did it once. Oh, we might just do, I'll do it again, you know, just because just, I got too many good thoughts going on in my, in my brain. I, like I don't want to lose a thought in here because I'll, I'll have my best ideas in the shower and have no idea like where they came from, just in a different world when I get into a shower. So that's all my I love that. All, all my big ideas, shower time. It's it's a it's a very peaceful place. Like that's also a great place to go if you're really sad. You just kind of put your head underneath the water and you just let it. It just does this thing where it feels like it shuts out all the noise. It's a very calming. Yeah, we we place. know what a shower sounds like and feels like it's. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I hope that's coming the, through on the podcast. Although they, one, of, <laughs> one of the things that Fran, uh, like she'll take a shower that is like, if, if out of 10 from a heat standpoint, she can take a 10 for as far as the heat, like the temperature, I can probably withstand a, like a six or seven on her scale of 10 of it's insane. I don't I'm know how. You, you, you and it. Fran are flipped from Amanda and I. I like that thing cranked as hot as I can stand it, and uh -huh. Amanda's like three notches beneath that. And yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, it's just let's let's get it nice and warm here. Let's steam it up. I'm gonna <laughs> attempt to like kind of veer this car back onto the track where we started, but I'm gonna make a little pit stop on the way. I got the best steamer hot tip on TikTok this last weekend. You know, like those those rope hats that are most frequently made of late by like Imperial, right? Yeah, and yes. like they're there, I'm a I'm a big big dome guy. So like I, I I like yeah like you're holding a deep dale rope pad up. It's the exact profile we're talking about. So I can't do like the low profile ones because I it my it just it looked like tiny on my head. But I don't like how high the crown sits on the rope hats. Yeah, I agree with that. So so you can take a steamer to the front of the crown, run it, just give it like a couple minutes on the front, couple minutes on the back. Just go back and forth Is for a couple poof, minutes. The poof goes away. Poof goes away. It sits down a little bit. It's a it's a total a game, game changer. changer. I hate the poof. That's why. And, uh, and it's you can like you basically you can't get the structure to go like flat. But what you can do is you can get it to kind of like cave in a relaxed looking way to where it doesn't look like some like mm. you know stand up military hat or something. I have this great Very, montage Palmetto Bluff hat that I got on the vacay that only could be worn on a vacay. You can't wear anywhere else because of the poof. It, I'm telling you, try the steamer on it. Try the steamer front and back. It'll depoof it. Also, Montage, what a place. Montage <laughs> yeah. Shieldsburg, one of the best hotel hotel stays in my life. We're doing tangents well right now, dude. <laughs> Spe speaking of speaking of okay, well, actually, I just wanted to get back to one thing on the spring break group before we head off on our next uh thread, you could call it. Uh, what would you okay? So let's say next year it works. Anna Carter is of age to travel abroad. You know, you and Fran are, are heading over there. What's your suit game going to look like? Are we going to see like some tiger purple and yellow? Like what's the ideal? No, no, like, no. It, very similar to like what Jordan okay. wore. Can um, we at least get that in a shade of definitely, purple though? Definitely not like a, a tie. blue there. I'm no not a tie, tie guy. Okay. Not a tie guy. Never will be. Um, Purple's a Wimbledon color. Like you yeah, ride in the lane there. Definitely could wear some purple. Definitely some type of, um, some type of suit, but the jacket probably is going to have some type of pattern to it. I love pattern suits, um, okay. especially the jacket, maybe not the pant, um, but yeah, something like that. I, a real, the real question mark would be like, how do I make my hair look London? 
Um, that would probably be the biggest question mark is like what type of hair products people use. I'm pretty like get out of the shower, get my hair dry and and comb my hair over. Like I've never really used a hair product. (laughs) So I need to figure out, uh, how to be more of a London boy, if you will. See, I think you're so close because I'm I run the same game as you, like side part, that whole deal. Um, although you uh, got I'm, I'm gonna you, change you, at some point. Well, you've got you've got like a healthy head of lettuce up there. You're you're close. Here's what you need to do. So you need like a styling mud, and you need to like before you go to London, you go in and you tell them to give you like a a two or a three kind of fade on the side, like Ooh. a high tight fade, but you keep the top. Is you this keep the top blinders? It's going to be so peaky. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> You're just going to be peaked out for like a month. It's going to be so sick. It's going to be London Smiley is going to be a force we reckon with. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm heading there soon. So I'd, um, I'm going to have a hat on most of the time, though, when I'm over there. <laughs> That's right. You can do a Rome cut. You can do like a, a little kind of trial run. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite ready. I, I got to talk to my barber, Kellen. Uh, he's he's uh, he's got a lot of big ideas. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna settle in on something at some point. I like it. I like it. Okay, this is where we're gonna put we're gonna put a pin in that one. We're gonna come back to smiley hairstyles down the road. Uh, let's talk about threads, dude. I, I got I, so much <laughs> more questions. So than many answers. threads we're talking about. We're talking about suit threads. We're talking about uh, threads now, which is an app. Like so many threads. We're going talks. off on various threads. Uh, yeah. a very, a very thread heavy episode, uh, today. Um, I, I mean, I, let's just begin with, um, what do we think of it? What's, what's our, I mean, we're, we're, we're a couple days in here. I think this thing dropped on, it was Thursday morning when threads came out. Um, what's the user experience been for you? The first uh, four days of threads. Uh, I've been really, I got signed up cause you text me. He's like, dude, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, what are you talking about? I'm not getting on another dang app. My bandwidth for apps is You're so good. You're is, so old man. Right zero. Like I I <laughs> I have my system of my apps. I know how they work. Uh for a guy, I understand social media. I, I understand technology to a degree once I learn how to do it. But new things, it takes me entirely too long to learn how to to mm. like navigate. And I could, I mean, I logged on. It's like I like the black dark theme of of threads. And so <sighs> I don't know. I mean, how I'm treating it now, I've posted every day since I've gotten on it just once. And I'm treating it like um, just when I post a GIF, a meme or a video, and there's going to be no threads. There's going to be no like just Twitter threads like I would normally do. It's going to just have a GIF meme or a video. And the only caption that it is allowed is if it has one of those three. So, so far. I'm 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 keeping Twitter for my thread, my threads okay. where I where you're supposed to kind of keep your threads. And now now this threads and I will say the vibes on threads are high. Like there's good vibes over here on threads. Yes. I don't know if it's, if it's because better. it's a new thing. Like it's kind of hype over here. So I'm like I'm I'm leaning into that and seeing where that takes us. Doing no threads on threads is very meta of you, which is uh additionally meta because meta is the holding company that owns threads so i'd say well done on that strategy uh yeah i thursday morning was like it was like double christmas because like we were dropping the ricky fowler episode a lot of good like momentum happening there and it's like oh and there's a shiny new toy that we could use at the same time so i was i texted you i texted several other people i'm just like gotta get on it dude you gotta do it on it and then the the more i I ended up using you're not a twitter guy you're not a twitter guy 
Well, I'm out, on, I'm out on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could, I, we could do a whole episode on how stupid Twitter is. And somehow every time I use Twitter, I, I, every time I try to engage the platform, like I, I kind of left Twitter dormant for, for the better part of a year. And then I came back to, I'm like, I'm going to give this a fair shot. I'm going to like push our podcast content. Every time I tweet, I lose followers. I'm like, what am mm. I doing? What am I doing wrong here? I, I am. I have a long-term working theory that I'm getting shadow banned. Uh, we're not going to delve too deeply into that on today's episode. Uh, <laughs> what we what we will delve into is like threads is threads. is it, it, The functionality admittedly at this point is pretty terrible. Like I don't, nothing it's seems not to great. make sense. It's, it's not great. I keep on seeing the same accounts post every time I get on there. I'm like, wh- where do I find like the people that I normally follow? <laughs> this is, there's like no way to find like the the normal Twitter, you know, like where like the for you thing, and then you got the following yes. and non following. It's like okay, that's it's so easy to navigate. <laughs> I do the same thing every time I'm on. Like I probably spend a total of like four minutes on Threads every time I open it because I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to check Threads, and then I'm like, okay, this timeline doesn't make any sense. It, it's not the people I follow. There's no theme to it. Yeah. It's, like, it, do I follow this person? Do I not? There's no. And then I'm like, I'm searching the bottom. I'm like, where do I go to make sense of this? And then like I'm realizing I can't go into it and make sense of this. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm out until the next time I check. And then you, and then you just happily happen to stumble upon one of my gifs and memes. And you're like, ah, okay, cool. I was like, this is why I came. Like, but, but even then it's like, that needs to be surfaced. I I wasn't even getting surfaced the right set of threads. Like at the very least, if I'm sharing content and tagging smiley in it, you need to be serving me those at the top of my time. There, there's a lot of work that Threads has to do, but <laughs> I will say that to your point, the vibes are higher there. I think that the, I think there's been a gross miscalculation that's been made by taking a generally high vibes place like Instagram, where you're like, yeah, I, I like everything that's happening here. It's generally positive, and being like, hey, what if we did that, but we changed all the rules to Twitter, which is a place that we almost all universally hate. Like, I think, I think it's going to eventually sour us on our Instagram following as well. Do you find any sort of credibility in that theory? I don't know. Like it kind of, I, I used to really not really enjoy Instagram and yeah, I was like opposite of you. So, uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's all cyclical with this stuff, right? Like there's times where like social media seems to be like, great. Like it's, it seems to all be making sense in your head. Like. Uh, especially if you're producing content and stuff like we do, it's like, uh, sometimes they, you're like, wait, I feel like this social media app is really not helping me out. And mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's yes. other times you're like, why are you helping me out so much? And so <laughs> there's sometimes like the time we, we this... looked at the, woke up to your TikTok uh, with Sam Burns at like 600,000 oh views. Like, like what in the All world? Right. Like, I was like, uh, I mean, I guess it was a sick clip. Uh, my man Burns, he bringing his home on that TikTok. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> following me on TikTok, it's hype over there. I, I still really haven't figured so that out that uh, app out yet, but we are currently in the process of uh navigating the uh, that's that is a hype scene. One of the one of the hottest up and coming creators on TikTok, uh, Smiley, gotta go check that out. Uh, I, I would say if people complain all the time, like, oh, there's too many bots on this platform, none of these things are real, it's like, dude. I don't even care. Just juice all my view counts. Like I don't care if any of these people are real. Just make me feel good when I open up the app and then I'll probably keep using it more. Um, I don't know. Those bots are pretty brutal. Well, the the, the bots, like they're, they're good bots and bad bots. You know what I mean? Like, I think we need to start delineating between the two. I'm Some fine my, with good bats. All my bot, all the bots that are on mine need bonked. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's you have you have a you have a high ride of bonkable bots uh, in your mentions. Uh, although, I mean, she's relentless. That's how that's how I know threads will feel real. When when Rosie shows up on threads, it'll be like, oh, okay, great, yeah, this is the Twitter experience. Now we're now we're back to normal again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but no, uh, we'll keep we'll keep. Po- I'm gonna post my thing is I'm gonna post once a day on threads, um, regardless of love how it. it does or doesn't do. It's like I'm just gonna have fun with this app. Um, I'm not going to ever read anything on it. Uh, I'm gonna use Good. my newspaper. I I gotta keep the same newspaper with with Twitter. Uh, I know where everything is. And yeah. You know, it's just like my hotel room where I got everything kind of it's a disorganized chaos and I know where all my where all my things are. So I'm going to keep reading my news, my morning newspaper over there at Twitter um, and kind of see where threads goes with this meme GIF idea. Yeah, I'm going to light my morning newspaper on fire and never look at it again and become steadily disconnected <laughs> from the real world around me and just see what <laughs> threads does for me. So we'll just see how each of those strategies w- works out for us. Um so, okay, so to kind of move it on a little bit to, we've been doing a little bit of a of a steady weekend golf recap of sorts the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's worth checking in on. So uh, what a weekend for you in a good and a bad way. Uh, seven birdies and an eagle on Saturday playing in a season-long match play at Shoal Creek, yet you somehow still lose two and one. And by the way, you're playing to a plus 5.2. Uh, I was a plus four that day. And okay, the... So we had played one match and I'd made eight birdies in an Eagle. That was like a month or and a half or so ago. I can't remember when that was. Was, the, was this the 66 you shot at June at a course that has 60 or 76.3 rating? Where was that? Um, you, you have a 66 posted in June and it's a was it a show? minus it's a minus. Well, it doesn't show on your gin profile. It's a minus 8.3 differential and it is absolutely hosing your index right now. Um, I, I've never I haven't posted since high school on my gen, probably. So <laughs> I don't, yeah. Sounds maybe like, like maybe Shoal Creek posted it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I made. So if I made eight birdies in eagle, I guess apparently I made four bogeys. It sounds like I didn't make very many pars that day. <laughs> it seems <laughs> like, like a fun round. Yeah, the the round on all right. So that round we we went on seventeen. So it's like, man, like what else can I do? Like, this right, seems tough. <laughs> uh, what, what are the handicaps the guys you're playing against? Because you got to so be dishing out crazy we, pops. We played um, a six handicap and a eight handicap, and then you add four on top of that, so they both got ten and twelve. And, and your the, partner is what's his index? My partner is a four, and he so he got eight. So you got eight. So they always always spins off you in these matches, of course. But it's not like yeah, a, and, you know, yeah. it's just it's you know when we're playing holes that like when you hit it in the fairway, the greens were soft yesterday because of some rain, and we're playing like some you know we're not playing the back tees, so it's uh, you know just playing the member tees, so it made it really difficult to uh, you know it's easy for them to make some pars that are net birdies. Like I, I added it up and they shot 12 under net and we shot 11 under net. Wow. And so, I mean, that's, that's tough. That's I think they do. shot one under gross and we shot, uh, I guess it was somewhere mm. around like nine under or so. Six uh, and eight shooting one under gross. I think we need the handicap committee to take a little. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I got to talk to, uh, 
the pro and just be like, dude, what else am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> but honestly, you know, like it, it's, I don't really care about the winning as much. It was right. just really fun to go compete. That's what I told uh, my partner, Frankie Magoo. He's a, he's a, he's a dude. I love that guy. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I, I was telling him, I was like, man, I just loved being out there and like competing. Like it was, yeah. I felt like having something on the line again was so fun. Cause I told him like, dude, I don't care about winning this thing. It just felt good to like be in tournament mode and have to make birdies and putts that mattered. Like it mattered, you know, like every, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like just, I, I birdied, I made a 20, we were uh one down going into 15, made a 20 footer on that hole, made a 20 footer on 16, uh, hit driver, five iron on the green on 17, two putt. It's a birdie 15, 16, 17. And then we're one down going at 18 and they hit it on the green to like 15 feet. And it was like, two putt 43. It, it was a shot hole. It was like, yeah. I was 78 yards away and hit it to uh, like 15 feet as well. And uh, he hit it to like a foot and the match was over. It was like, shit. <laughs> like what well, else he's supposed to do? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, cu- I'm really curious here. How different is like this competitive mode from tour competitive mode? Like, are you, are you drinking, playing music? Are you like, how close do your routines look to tour? Like, I, cause I imagine, like, I, I hear what you're saying. It makes a ton of sense where you're like, it's a little bit of the, of the competition without it being so serious. You know what I mean? But it's still just the, the rush of competition, but is it like, is uh, anything when I get out there and playing, uh, it's, I mean, like I'm trying like, yeah, of course. so I'm trying to do the best that I can. But as far as like the warm up goes, I mean, <laughs> no, I hit like no. four balls and I had like three <laughs> high noons because there was a rain delay. <laughs> so, Amazing. Uh, yeah. So if we're going to get tribute to that, it's like, yeah, like I'm obviously in a more of a fun, relaxed state of mind than I was like playing on tour. But uh, <laughs> I mean, also your body gets a lot like shoals a walking club. So you're you're you get pretty worn out by the end of the round if you have too much uh too many cocktails. So I, I try to keep it on a low count because tell you my my body aches at the end of the day. And even if I'm not having a drink or are drinking, uh so <laughs> try to keep it light. But it man, it was it was fun. I mean, I it's fun to play good. Uh still kind of working through different uh stuff. I found some really cool stuff with some irons yesterday where I used to aim right pretty much on every iron shot okay. and hit pulls. And I kind of got back into that yesterday with some of my uh, feels of the pro sender shout out pro sender golf and David Woods and Sean Foley. They had this guys. I'm going to go check out that episode. If you haven't listened to it, but did you, uh, did you see by the way, the screenshot he had, it's some, I forget if it was Friday or Saturday where it was like the current leaderboard at John Deere and like two thirds of the guys have been using pro sender. Yeah. They were like I mean, the top of the leaderboard. It's pretty cool. Like for me, like I, I like feeling um, that bow in my left wrist now. And the more it stays in that, like on the downswing for me and like that I rotate out of the top is, is all a good pattern for me right now. But what really used to be like my feel was an aggressive right shoulder, like one that I could throw at the golf ball. And when I get in trouble, my right shoulder like isn't active. And I, and what happens to me is the handle Hmm. almost goes towards the golf ball and the handle gets a little high makes it the release for me. I can't have a low and left release that I like to where I can hold the face off. So to me, it like I have a high like release where I can't get my left arm to work around me and my shoulders to work around me. So 
what happens there most of the time is that you can't feel comfortable releasing the golf club. So you have like a, a heel miss that is a pull mm. or you'll have that miss hit out to the right. And, and but, is it, it like the, the hands exiting low and left, that's where you get the aim right. And then kind of the, yeah, pull cause feel. I can be a, like watch Victor Hovland. He's got yes. that same pattern. He aims right. And he throws that right shoulder at it, but he's got such a good, um, strong club face and really good risk mechanics to where he can go as hard as he wants at it because his um, aiming right and getting that club head, looking at the golf ball sooner because he has such a strong face, he can swing as hard as he wants at it. Just got to hold it off. And does that ball work left to right? Or is it, or is it, you know, uh, like the way, you, like, cause is, is that coming across it at all to, to create like a cut sort of, you well, know, move typically on? yes. But most of the time I would just suggest ball position. So like if I mm. wanted to hit a little bit of uh, one that started a little, like a little draw to it, I would just put it like a tick back in my stance. If I wanted a little up, uh, excuse me, work it left or right. I just put it a little further up in the stance. This is good. This is good. This is good. You know, it's yeah, better than watching you YouTube videos. I'll say it that way. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I've got, I've got some good things to report. I mean, I've, last time we were on here, I was extolling the virtues of the uh, Strixon ZX sevens that you sent me in the mail. Thank you. Once Let again go. to you. For those. Uh, and I think I might've hit the best shot of my life on Saturday. I, I hit uh so the eighth hole at, at Hope Valley is like this, this kind of par five that works a little bit left to right. It's like one of those where if you hit like a straight T ball, you're going to go like straight out of bounds. And so you got to kind of like cut the ball a little bit or like just kind of chew off a little bit on the corner, but there's also OB on the right. So I hit uh, my drive like into this fairway bunker on the left side. Um, and so like, usually like there's always, wait, you know, was this shot? This like six shot was from a fairway bunker. This was from a fairway bunker. Oh, dude, I love a really good shot from a fairway bunker. I'm all ears. <laughs> and, and this is one where like, depending on where I've ended up in the bunker before, like I've had, you know, trouble with the lip, like with like a pitching wedge. Mm. And so I'm in there. I'm like, oh, I'm hosed. I'm just going to have to like hit like a gap wedge out. And so I'm looking at it and, you know, not too dissimilar from the, the sort of the, the shot that Matt Fitzpatrick hit the country club in 2022, where he's, you know, looking at the kind of angle. Here we go. Now we're comparing it, it to the, oh. one of the greatest U S open shots of all time <laughs> on the 72nd hole. Here we go. <laughs> so I got, so I got about two fifteen in to a pin that's kind of front, right. And I'm like, looking at the lip here. And I'm saying, okay, if I kind of open up, if I kind of just take maybe like a quarter, half inch off this four iron kind of open up the face a little bit and just get it clean. Like maybe I can just kind of land it short of the green and just have like, you know, a little, you know, lob wedge or a sand wedge in, um, you know, what, if I sit close enough, put in for birdie, if not two putt for park, get on, get on with the round. I hit this thing. Absolutely. Perfect. Clears the lip kind of starts like maybe, you know, on the pin, maybe five yards left, just cutting a little bit. This thing lands and sticks right on the front of the green, 10 feet from the pin and I tur- and like I turn to my playing partners and they're just like, that's one of the greatest shots I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like, I'm it's, stunned. I don't know what happened there, man. <laughs> those are the shots that keep you coming back, man. It's like that's 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 the drug of golf right there. <laughs> Straight into the vein. I was like, I'm ready just to drive off the golf course. Um, and then it was perfect because the flip side of that was I go up there and I've got like a very makeable uh 10 footer for Eagle, uh, that I of course uh pull left the hole. Uh, and yeah, putting is not great right now, but big updates on the putting front. We have, we have 
a a Odyssey jailbird built to the exact specs of your boy <laughs> Ricky Fowler's putter that is arriving on Wednesday. Down to the lead tape on the bottom. I cannot wait to send you picks. This thing is going to be an absolute beaut. I so, think it's going to fix everything. So in your mind, you're like, all right, I got these irons sent to me. I'm going to invest into a putter now. <laughs> <laughs> it's free money it's free money now right like I, it's like well i kind of had this in the in the golf club pot i might as well just pour it all in the putter <laughs> looking over the line i was budgeting oh i just got a, a couple hundred dollars back on irons i guess i'm gonna throw it in the putter budget it's gonna be i'm so fired up for this thing it's 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 exact same as rookies except as a white hot insert in the face which yeah. i'm actually kind of a little pumped for that so uh you know TBD on the putting. We'll see. The irons are feeling good right now. Everything's feeling good. We just got to put a little bit better. And I think it's, it's you know, Cypress father's son, beginning of August. There you go. Might might be able to take some hardware home. Really excited about that one. Um, what else do we have here? Data updates. I have just a line here that says data updates. I'm not even sure what I wanted to get to at this point. What's what's the latest with Anna Carter? What are, what are we doing? What's, what's the latest in development? Tell us about uh, it. She's great, man. Um these two weeks have been awesome. Like she's changed a ton since like that three week stretch that I was on came back and like every day it's like, um, she's just, she's so much fun. I just think it's going to get even more and more fun. Like when I get back from the Scottish in the open, I just feel like she's going to have changed even more. So it's kind of cool. Like I obviously would love to be here every day, but obviously, uh, that's, it's not possible. Got to go make a living. So, <laughs> which she, she, like five and a half, six now. Months? She's yeah, she's a week away from six months. So uh, we're getting awesome. on it. She's she's chat uh, had like three new foods. She had some uh, sweet Ooh. potatoes, avocados, and carrots. I've been home, so that's been uh, a first. And she's loving it. And it's messy. It is a lot going on. And my dog Rosie <laughs> is here for it all. She is uh, on the finger licking committee, and she makes sure that that there's not a spot that's not clean near that. Uh, they're that little high chair. That's a real process to manage. That's been like one where we had to figure out with both of our dogs because the lab, uh, Maxwell will kind of, he, he kind of takes a position next to Walker on the high chair where he's getting all your, all like he's doing the finger licking mm -hmm. anything. Walker's hanging out over the top of the high chair. He's going to see if he can reach up and grab that. But that's obviously that's banned. We don't want to encourage that behavior. No. So he's kind of missed out on some scraps the last couple of weeks. Whereas the pit bull just, just she just sits right underneath the high chair and just anything that he drops in the high chair and it drops down, it's just right there at her nose snags it and goes. And so now it's kind of like, Nora, you gotta, you're taking all the scraps here. You got to kind of cut Maxwell in a little bit here down the road. So managing that one. Uh, a yeah. The, um, I'm with you. I think uh, like the food things it's, that's a fun part. Um, I will say the one thing that she's had a regression on is bottle taking. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I think it's weird. You know, she, she was so good at taking a bottle for a long time, but like we Googled like regression, taking a bottle at five months and it was like, it, apparently it happens. And that's yeah. kind of where we're at right now. So we're kind of having to get is her like a temperature thing or, or is it, I, she just, I, I think she just likes, um, just the breastfeeding and the real thing and just yeah. doesn't want to take it. Uh, I take a bottle for me. And so we got like 80 days to get it, get her bottle ready before we go to the Ryder cup. Cause I uh, booked some flights for Francie to go over the Ryder cup in Rome. So that's kind of our, her first not being there with her full time. So that'll be, 
uh, tough on her at the same time. It'll be fun to get away to kind of get Anna Carter on this. Like, Hey, we can't do this forever. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's it. The, it's, it's so interesting having kids to say it because like Walker's obviously like almost, he's about eight and a half, almost nine months. And it, it's, you have these moments where they make leaps, but mm-hmm. then once they get past leap, it's like, well, then now there's this, this, I don't even know if regression is the right word for it. It's like I gained this set of skills and now I'm like really upset because <laughs> two, two I figured all this one back, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what like he, sleep right now is just, it's brutal. Like he just doesn't want to take naps. He's yeah, afraid of missing out on everything. And, um, but also he's like, he's crawling and he's pulling himself up. That's a problem. We put him down to sleep and he like pulls up on the slats on the crib. And it's like, wants to stand, hang out. And, and it's like, dude, no, you're supposed to, that's, it, this is not like stand up time. This is like nap time, go in there and just lay down. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but it's, it's amazing. I mean, we took him to like a, his first baseball game the other night and, uh, yeah, eating, I love the picks eating Rita's ice out of his, uh, mother's, uh, little cup there. I'm not sure if we should have been feeding him that, but, uh, he seemed to really enjoy that. <laughs> had some bacon at the diner this morning. So that, those are just, we had to get some dad, dad updates. And this, this pod is just as much of a dad pod as it is a golf pod. If we're being real about it. So, mm-hmm. um, so, okay. So that kind of ties up all of our various threads, so to speak. Uh, and, and let's just set us out with you are, you're flying tomorrow. You were heading overseas for an extended period of time cover the Scottish open, the open championship, of course. Um, what are we looking forward to the most? You going to play over there at all? Yeah, I'm bringing the clubs. Uh, definitely have more of a chance to play next week at the Scottish open. We're staying right there, right next to uh, North Berwick. I don't even Barrick. Know how to pronounce it. North Berwick. North yeah. Berwick. Uh, staying right next to that, that golf course there in a house. Uh, going to try to play some, probably won't play every day. Um, but here I say that I'll probably end up playing every day. <laughs> just once I get over there and get the <laughs> like, it's like I'll just start calling every, everywhere. It's like, hey, you got a tea time? Well, I'm back. I'll play whenever. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm excited to work the Scottish Open. I, I love Lynx Golf. Um, I think it's gonna be really fun to call. I think there's just so much to to take in 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 golf over there as far as just calculations and wind, weather. Uh, you know, rain temperature changes that that tend to happen. And I'm excited, man. It's a two week stretch. It's going to be really fun. I think the Scottish will be a really good, um, you know, test kind of going into the open championship to see who's kind of rounding into form into uh, what I think is going to be an incredible um, open championship at Hoylake, which I've heard they made some adjustments to that golf course. The scores were kind of low looking back at, uh, the last two times they've played where Rory and Tiger won, they're, they're fairly low. So I'm, I'm, if they don't get that weather um, and those, we'll see yet. We'll have to go check it out when I get out there and see what that, that golf course looks like and the changes they made. But man, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun one. Rory is, uh, has a shortest odds setting to this tournament. Uh, we just saw Cam Smith, the defending open championship, uh, win the live yeah. tour event at London this last he looked week. Good man. He looked really good at the U S open. If he gets it back, I mean, he could be a factor again. I know he said, he said the masters basically said, yeah, I just got lazy a little bit over the off season. Didn't work as hard as I needed to, he looked good. Uh, but if he returns to form, I mean, he was, he was top five, top three in the world when he won the open championship last year in terms of just like the whole package. I felt like, no, he looks, he looks good, man. It's all about the driver with him. If he's hitting fairways his um, his iron game can, can be very solid. And when, if he just gets on the green, the same amount of times as everybody else, he's tough to beat. So um, and then another guy too, that's played well over there this year. That's kind of like, I, I feel like a, whether the U S open or 
maybe it was the masters too, but it seems like Bryson's had a good year. Yeah. Um, correct. And you know, it's, it's, we're always going to end up overlooking the live guys because we don't watch it as much, but I will say look out for Bryson just because it, it to me with the golf swings I've swing seen from him, he looks un, under control and seems like he's got a pretty good feel for what he's trying to do in his golf swing for, for so long. He was, it was all over the place, man. Like chasing, chasing speed, chasing, um, all this other bull crap, but it seems like he's kind of got his head on his shoulders and he's playing some good golf. So that, that'll be an interesting name to follow too, as far as the live guys go. Yeah. I mean, he's 35 to one right there. He's shares the same odds as Tony Finau, Justin Thomas, uh, Jason day, Wyndham Clark, uh, another guy who played well at the open last year, DJ, another live guy that could, you know, yeah, no, make like some I, noise. I think yeah. DJ, if DJ is going to make the Ryder cup team, he's got to finish first or second, yeah. um, in my head. Right. Like that's kind I mean, of, wouldn't, wouldn't that be amazing if we basically had three guys, the last three majors, we had three guys. Well, I mean, John Rahm obviously being a lock for the Euro team, but if, if, three guys who were not really in the picture for the Ryder cup. Like they weren't, they probably weren't going to be captain's choices. One events, one of the final three majors to basically lock it up on points. I mean, it's going to be a, a nightmare for Zach Johnson. And I mean, even this, <laughs> even this weekend, I mean, headed to the final round, I, I, then he did not play as well on Sunday, but like Denny McCarthy was a guy who was like right yeah. on that line of, do we take him? Do we not? I'm young. Can't came young as, as another guy finished T six this weekend. So, I mean, that's, a, that's a whole other sort of can of worms to open up flip, on, on the, the, flip the other side, side though. Um, Sepp Straka. Sepp, yeah. That's, that's a, I mean, if you're Luke Donald, I mean, Sepp has played in some big moments on the PGA tour one twice. Now he is as smooth as it gets with his golf swing in his game plays very quick paced would be easy to partner with a guy. He played in that, um, DP world tour earlier this year had that match with, I think I can't remember who played who, but he went over there and played with all the guys. So I oh, what, Luke, are you talking about like that hero cup thing where they played yeah, GB was, and I played against continental Europe. Yeah. It was, is that what the name he it played. was? It, it, Tommy fleet was a captain on the one side. Yeah. There were some names there that were kind of like interesting, I, I guess. And, and you tell me if you disagree with this, but I felt like, um, looking at the the European uh, kind of team picture in the months leading up to like, the, the, you know, these fast, these past few events, we've seen some of the younger names popping up on tour, like Ludwig Aberg. I was like, Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Ludwig. I don't know that, that roster has a lot of depth. I'm a little bit worried about them. And it's almost like these past few winners are guys who have played well. Ramos you know, Hogard's kind of- another guy. He just won this week. He's he's, he was kind of on the cusp and that he may have locked himself into it as well. And then, um, well, it's and it feels Lenoc like that team's too. now Moronk's been it's like it feels like that team is all of a sudden starting to fill out. Whereas like it feels like the American dilemma is going to be you have too many guys, yeah, and, and you're tr- you're trying to side over a guy who is theoretically just a better overall player, maybe has more success, maybe has a higher world ranking versus like it seems like you're not gonna need a lot of length at this Ryder Cup. So it's like, is it you know the 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 kind of debate that a lot of people have been talking about right now is do you take a, a bomber like Cam Young who's not putting well, or do you take a 12th guy with a captain's pick and Denny McCarthy, a guy who's just super hot with the flat stick, you know, is, you know, are, are decisions being made that are less about overall talent, more about like, do we have a Who specialist? Knows, <laughs> we crazy. We just, crazy. A, Bo, you're right though. I think um, the European tour, or excuse me, the European uh Ryder cup team seems to be coming together more, just like you're talking about the U S team. 
it's, it's going to be tough to figure out who's going to make that team. I, I don't, I don't envy, I do not envy Zach Johnson whatsoever. I don't mind being Luke Donald right now. I think it's his no. team's kind of starting to come together, but um, we got a long listen, way. Listen to this top to eight. Listen to this top eight for world points for the Euro team. I'm actually starting to get nervous. John Rom, Rory McElroy, Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Sepp Straka, Shane Lowry. And so the, Sepp is now uh, seventh. Sepp is now seventh. Wow. So he might qualify on points. Right. Uh, but and then, he's, and then, I still think he'd get a pick, though, you know, at this I point. I totally agree. And then, like, you have Justin Rose at nine, Adrian Moronk at 10, Seamus Power 11, and Alex Noren at 12. But I think, like, I think Ludwig is going to get a pick. He could and, get a pick. Yeah. Um, golly. Hoygaard, Rasmus Hoygaard at 14. Hoygaard like, at 14. There are some, there are some players that like, I'm not, I'm not saying like, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis on tour, I take any of these guys over the latter half of the U S roster, but you get the right sort of pairings. And all of a sudden everyone who thought this was going to be a slam dunk for us to finally win on foreign soil. Like it's, it's going to be tough to go out there and get in and, and win this thing. Yeah. No, it's uh <laughs> Um, I've heard this golf course is so hilly. It's, and so it's I'm just thinking, weird, my, right? I'm just thinking in my head, like, man, I'm going to be gas. <laughs> but really it's, I mean, I don't, I can't remember the four. Like it's, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is nice compared to the president's cup, which is four days. So, um, it'll be fun though. I'm excited, uh, to see how these teams are shape up. It, I tweeted on threads, um, or excuse me, I threaded on threads. Threaded I don't know if you see it tweeted. Yeah. That it, there's it's 81 days till the Ryder Cup. I posted a video. I didn't Good. post a caption. It's a video, GIF or meme. And I posted a video. It said 81 days away. So countdown's on. I can't wait to see that the video GIF or meme that you'll post from Marco Simone when you detail the the hilliness <laughs> of the hills. It's gonna just really looking forward to that one. Um well I think that does it for us this week. Uh we should have a we should have a pretty big name in the feed this week on Thursday. I'm excited about it. I don't want to I don't like to count, you know, eggs. What's the saying? I don't like to count chickens before they hatch, count eggs before they hatch. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, let's just say he's got a good record at Royal, Royal Liverpool. Got a good record at Royal Liverpool. So put it that way. What else? Any any final thoughts, Smiley? Uh, I'm. Uh, no, I got. That's all I got, man. <laughs> Hell of a dismount. <laughs> See you Thursday. The Smiley Show is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast.